Hi, Spencer here. Quick note before we begin the episode. Uh, so, uh, as we're going to explain in just a second, we missed a week because Ethan was experiencing some technical difficulties with his microphone, and it seems like that problem is not fixed, as we thought. So there's going to be some audio stuff going on, and it's not going to be the most listenable thing. But our podcast isn't that listenable to begin with, so uh, whoops. Uh, we didn't want to have to record another episode, if we're being honest, so we're going to release it as is. But in the meantime, we are definitely going to try to fix this before we record the next one. And if any of you know what's going on, uh, please, please send us an email. It's just styleanddirection at gmail.com. Uh, that's all spelled out. Uh, he's using a blue snowball mic, by the way. Thank you, and ha- have a good have a good listen to the podcast. I'll, I'll talk to you in just a minute. In the past, okay. Hi guys, welcome to Style and Direction, a classic major podcast without the stuffiness. This is your host, Ethan Wong. I'm Spencer Roddy. We took a break, didn't we? We did take a break. Um, For those of you... Oh, by the way, we're recording this... uh, Live. Well, normally. Well, on on Audacity. And we're also live on Instagram. Um, Which is... uh, It's fun for the people on Instagram because this is going to be basically... um, unlistenable because they're not gonna know anything yeah they're not gonna hear what spencer is saying obviously they're not gonna Uh, be able to make heads nor tails of these conversations they won't be able to but i'm hoping that the reason why that we're going live on instagram is so they can uh ask us questions yeah so first uh, of all we apologize for the break the first time was quite a long time like a month the first time was because uh our podcast we recorded one and it just like Mm kind of got gobbled up by like the uh, the gremlins yeah apparently so uh so yeah we've been gone for a a month and we did record one episode lost episode Uh, yeah it's a lost episode i mean we technically still have it it's just uh the the uh what do you call it the audio got like kind of corrupted like uh, it was fine for like the first 20 minutes and then you hear it's kind of a weird popping sound we have like, my we have my audio yeah that's Spencer fine. is so, clean yeah we can so just we re-record can, it we can and do I'll just... like the opposite of what's going on right now with the instagram thing you know funnily <laughs> enough so when i did my interview with the gentleman's gazette um a Apparently my audio was fine, but his wasn't. And so if you watch that video on YouTube, his stuff is like recorded later. Mm. <laughs> so it's kinda like it's kinda weird. Like I mean maybe most people didn't notice it, but I definitely noticed it. Like okay. I can if I watch it, it's kinda weird like a disconnect. Like that's definitely not what he was wearing and that's definitely not his tone of voice when he first uh when he first did the recording. But anyway, uh, we had to skip that episode, and then it was Thanksgiving, uh, the week after that, and then uh, I went to New York. You were you wanted to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. New York, New, New York, York, New York. Um, and so I just got back. Yeah, yeah, city of God, the city of the city of yeah. God. Yeah, the windy city, the windy uh, sin city. The, the city oh my so God! Nice. Well, that's your audio. Yeah, they named it twice. What? I opened your Instagram live so I could see what people are saying. Um, yeah, why would some... you? Why would you do that? So I could do this. 
Oh, God. Okay. Well, anyway, um, so this episode we're going to be talking about uh, – thank you. Uh, someone just said welcome back on the uh, on the Instagram Live. Um, basically, we're going to be talking about my New York trip. Obviously, Spencer wasn't there, so I thought <laughs> nope. he would give a little me a good interview and help me flesh out some of the stuff that I uh, that I did. Um, yeah. As as those of you, most of you guys know, I did a blog post. Two of them, in uh, fact. Two of them, yeah. I did one of one blog post um, on the uh, on like kind of what I did, kind of just a recap because I went to like different stores, and then I also did one on the different menswear. Hey, uh, I'm on your blog right now, and yeah, I just noticed it's called Ethan's Extremely Short NYC Adventure. Can you rename that? Ethan's extremely loud and incredibly close, <laughs> and then just uh, just have me going like covering my ears or something or yeah, or New whatever. York City adventure. Yeah, um, so we can we can definitely do that. Yeah. Um, so okay. Yeah. So just okay. Get so into it. Spence, do you want to jump right into it? Yeah. Or do you so, wanna, yeah. So I'm going yeah. to start out with, so- with a little softball because that's that's the first thing you learn about interviewing when you go. You know, to funnily school. enough, uh, at yeah. my school we had to play softball instead of baseball. Because I think softball, you have less equipment, right? Like you don't really need helmets. I yeah, but they yeah. do have that stand, so that's like they do. More that's true. That's um, true. So okay, <laughs> so first of all, yes. do you ever uh, pound your hand on the hood of a taxi cab and say, "Hey, I'm walking here." You know, I did. I was um... okay. I can't even think of a funny joke. I was gonna be like, "I, I was Robert." Is, is that Robert Janier? Is that taxi driver? No, that's uh, <laughs> no. That's Midnight Cowboy with Dustin Hoffman and John you know in my Bolt. head Midnight Cowboy is a porn. I mean it. Okay, it it was X-rated. It's not actually that raunchy, but uh, it's uh, John Voight plays I mean, a male prostitute. John Voight. And, uh, he's the he's the dad of uh, Angelina Jolie, right? Yeah, um, okay. and also he goes to a porn movie at one point. Oh, nice! I love I love porn. <laughs> <laughs> that must be that's just fun i wonder what the people on your post i know right well there's like seven people um live right now there was like 13 or 14 earlier and today we, uh, we we did get a few people uh ask them some questions we got, we got a you... few hop ons yeah i don't know if you are are you on the thing right now yeah i'm on it oh, cool. um, yeah you can you can write down some some of the questions if you want because we can go back to it yeah. um but hey wait, you know, I'll, I'll answer some right now why don't we just get into that right now I yeah know that so you, you said uh, that you got some earlier right yeah, yeah, I did. So uh, I, w- I, I hung out with Derek, who well, what's is. The, what's uh, the question? Are you just. Well, okay, so the question was what is the vintage scene like in New York versus LA? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. And I did want to say that, uh, you know, the trip. The trip? Cheap. Cheap, 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 cheap. <laughs> Yep. Um, I just saw the room for the second time recently, so that's yeah. in my head. Uh, um, with disaster artist in theaters now. Yeah, come watch, come watch it with us because we've got movie passes. Come one, so. come all. Yeah. Um, ew. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was a come joke. <laughs> for uh, all you, for all you, come all you faithful. Am I right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Anyway, so I didn't really have a lot of time to explore. I know that there are a bunch of vintage people in New York. Um, you know, there's like Dandy Wellington. Uh, there's Michael Har, who is who just opened up a hair. I was gonna say salon. A hair but it's store. A, it's a it's a barber shop. Yeah, yeah it's the, the barber shop. 
you know, there's a whole bunch of guys that, you know, that uh, I read about in the book I Am Dandy, and I only got to meet one of them, Sean Crowley. Mm. Uh, he is, I'd say that, you know, compared to the L.A. scene, I think that New York has more of, like, that kind of the vintage thing that Spencer and I are more like. And by that, I mean, like, we, uh, you know, we, we mix different eras. We kind of have this, like, this classic general vintage look as opposed to like a straight 30s straight 40s kind of thing mm-hmm. um like so sean crowley um if you haven't read i am dandy he is a he a vintage th- collector vintage seller and uh designer um i said i told him this i thought he was british when i first met him or when i, I first I heard thought about he him was british until yeah. <laughs> like yesterday until i told yeah until i told you right because yeah. okay so his name is sean crowley which sounds british just inherently um if you look at the book i am dandy there's like a big like like i think there's a flag of of the you know the union jack in his in his apartment and which is now in his store and you know i guess you you can be an anglophile right and Mm -hmm. you know sometimes people who do like to dress up tend to have that kind of british you know style inspiration stuff you know going on there so i i thought he was british but he's not he's just you know he's from new england though so that's i mean New, that's that's in England. Does that count? It's, it's better than England because it's new. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, so basically, that's what kind of I've kind of gathered. Like here, it's more of a, I guess, almost reenactment kind of kind of a vibe. Uh, I I don't mean that in like a bad way. It's just like kind of a different attitude where like one is about lifestyle, while the other one's more about clothes, and. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I could just speak for myself, but I attribute most of it to like, okay, so New York is very liberal. You can do whatever you want. And so, you know, dressing however you want is cool there. While in LA, you know, traditionally LA and by extension, California is a kind of a very liberal place, which is kind of like New York, but then I guess the counterculture of the liberal well, lifestyle yeah, we could, would I mean, be we could get to into be, like you know, the fact that yeah, Calif- since California was like settled, like, or since the 20th century, right? Uh, for the most part, California has been a very casual, casual place. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, so it's 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 always been a lot more casual than the East Coast. Right, right. Yeah. So I mean, L.A. You know, surf surfer town, <laughs> dog town, yeah. USA. Is isn't that that's a documentary, right, or Wait, something what, about like skateboarders? Documentary? Doc dog town. Boys of Dogtown, Kings of Dogtown. Wait, Bridges of Madison County. There you go. Um, anyway, you know, yeah, there's there's a huge, you know, it's culturally appropriate here to be casual, and so to go against that, I guess you know. Yeah, because it's would, like you I would know, dress up, like, and then by extension, the era that dresses up is usually the past, and then you get the whole thing, and you know. Yeah, because so. we don't we 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 don't know many people besides those who work Ooh. in you know retail who have to dress up for their job in california right. but in new you know, york all, yeah it's it's, it's you different. know it's, a, it's like a conscious choice to dress up yeah um and but again Which like is, you know i mean both i mean both can be seen as kind of the same the flip sides of the same coin right like new york and california are very liberal but i guess yeah like you said like you know new york has kind of a corporate thing in there you know people who live in manhattan tend to be business people or whatever um Mm -hmm. and so you have to dress up for work while in california you don't have to so yeah all just made a good point saying that california could be seen as anti-establishment and by that we mean like fashion wise so you're and so you know you go against the fashion norm of jeans and shorts or whatever and then you dress up in a suit 
Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, there's always that other side where like, oh, they're really liberal. We need to go back to old school morals. So yeah. that could be I mean, we're not going to get into that. But that's I think that's definitely a factor of the vintage attitude in California versus the vintage attitude in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so basically, that's that's kind of it. So like Sean Crowley, you know, he wasn't wearing like complete 30s when I met him. He was kind of, you know, mixing different, mat- you know, different um, eras. I mean, uh, like if you see in the blog, he's wearing like a houndstooth jacket with like a club collar that's pinned with like a animal print tie. You know, it's, you know, kind of English, kind of Ivy at the same time. Um, kind of, kind of, again, more in line with what Spencer and I would do. You know, it's it's kind of just dress how you like, as opposed to like, oh, I'm gonna be straight 1940s, straight 1950s, or whatever. Yeah. So that's, I think that's the big difference that I gathered in my short time in New York. Um, but I mean, you can always do like, you know, you look at the Jazz Age lawn party, and then you compare that with like the people who go to uh, Paper Moon Vintage. You know, it's mm-hmm. Paper Moon is kind of like the. Uh, you know the regulars who still have fun, but everyone does full vintage. While Jazz Age Long Party is kind of like, are you proud of that? The usual uh, actually, it's probably not a great movie to reference in this current <laughs> climate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, so that's uh, that's that. That's uh, that's what I gathered about New okay. York. And of course, I didn't. I didn't really get to you know explore. I didn't really hit up anybody. I mean, there's a. Uh, Adam Corin at the at JG's Hat Center. I, I did stop by very briefly, but he was not working that day, so uh, I'm sure he would have been able to a- answer some questions. Shame. Adam, it, F, for those of you who don't know, he is a cartoonist who works for a hat store in New York, and uh, I mean, he's one of the first people I followed when I got into vintage because he was like a frequent poster on the Fedora Lounge. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, um, I'm, I'm gonna scroll through. If you think of another question, just shout it out. Okay. Uh, why don't you tell us about, you know, going to your kind of like meccas or like meeting your, oh, yeah. your idols? Because right now I'm looking at the, I think the men's, no, Ethan's extremely loud and incredibly close blog post. <laughs> and honestly, that corduroy suit is like is so good. And I want you to tell me about that. <laughs> Maybe not the, the, the suit, but I, the one from Drake's. <laughs> Yeah, that's serious. If that is that like just a that's the full suit. Okay, so yeah, so um, you know this is it, it's kind of funny to me because you know when I talk about vintage with like regular like with the people in New York, they probably don't get it you know as much as we do. And then I can't really talk to Spencer too much about like <clears throat> Drake's in the Armory. It's kind of like you know it's two different worlds here. You know, like yeah. Spencer, there is no Drake's or Armory here to like walk in and like fawn over. But yeah. there's a whole bunch of vintage here that we can be like, oh, yeah, look at that dope 60s suit or whatever, uh-huh. you know. And then on the flip side, yeah, they're, they they are they can go to, like, tailor shops. They've met, like, Mark Cho, Michael Michael Hill, the creative director of Drake's. But they don't really have a lot of vintage to, like, you know, look at and inspect. So it's, it's kind of interesting for me to be on both sides there. So um, to answer your question, Spencer, Drake's actually started a ready-to-wear line called Easy Day where they just made, like, like capsule collections i guess so that corduroy suit is one of their it's one of their um their pieces they also have like a hop sack suit they have a flannel suit stuff like that Mm -hmm. um because normally they do um they started out with jackets uh all of them three roll two unstructured no lining and then they expanded to this easy day collection where they have actual suits and that dope ass green one is one of those great pieces and i think it's like fourteen hundred dollars um which I mean, sounds like a lot, and it is. Yeah, it's definitely a lot. 
yeah, but I mean, okay, if you're considering like, okay, where else would you find a green corduroy suit three roll two? Like that's like fourteen hundred is like yeah. I mean, it's it's still kind of expensive, but if you compare it to like bespoke, which is probably what you would normally have to do, it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, the pants are high rise. Uh, there's patch pockets. Uh, it's very. It's like ivy meets british meets like italian soft tailoring so it's like it's right up my alley which yeah, is like everything yeah. well you said it was like what one point i was writing down questions that people have been yeah. asking so hold your horses folks oh good yeah so um, if you're if you're watching you said, the instagram live thing but Spencer you said it was is writing them down you said it was like 1.4 right yeah yeah i think it's 1.4 yeah I, because... i'm just saying that because uh i'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's around like 1.2 to 1.4. That's like usually how the jackets and suits from Drake's tend to go for. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, it's like I mean yeah, I work at I I work at the a store, and we have a it's custom... men's warehouse because we said that last time. Oh damn it, they know. Um, but anyway, we yeah. have a custom program that can go up to 1.4, and honestly, it's like, yeah, I mean when I think about it, it's like oh, there's like you know you could get a don't tell anyone i said this not very good custom suit for men's warehouse (laughs) for 1.4k or you can get a drake suit from for that same amount of money right right and and and, um yeah that's that's exactly it because if it sounds like a lot to us who tend to like thrift and you know go on ebay for suits but like regular dudes like when i worked at banana public a suit is like six hundred dollars yeah suits are expensive everything is expensive everything yeah most ready to wear out there is pretty expensive. I think like what J Crew probably makes like the best out of all the mall brands, and even though the design is not quite there, but like fabric wise, it's probably the best. Even mm-hmm. though it's like seven fifty or something, you know. It's so if you think of like just doubling that, you know, maybe waiting like an extra paycheck, you know, if you're looking for a suit and going for like a Drake's one, it's like you might as well do that. Yeah. So anyway, so anyway, uh, what the top the, the question was uh. What was What's it like, it like to, to meet your idols and yeah 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 stores? so we'll we'll go with Drake's first um uh you know most people know that I have been into vintage menswear for like four or five years now decades and my yeah decades even um but my like my foray I guess into contemporary menswear only started about two years ago and it started with like the Armory then that's how it led me into like Drake's and so. I think Drake's has been really, it's been really cool for me because it's, it's, it's still evolving. Um, Drake's, you know, to a lot of people has been mainly a Thai manufacturer. I think I've told that to Spencer. Um, they've, I, you know, they, they were a manufacturer. They didn't really sell until maybe about like 10, like 10, 20 years ago. Um, they used to make stuff like Barney's or like they would produce for other brands you know under their label but uh label but then um they eventually started to make their own stuff uh and then once they were uh bought up by mark cho who owns the armory and uh the creative control shifted from michael drake the founder to michael hill uh who was michael so there are two michaels but basically michael (laughs) i know michael hill is the current um creative director and under his tutelage along with mark's you know, direction. Again, I, I, don't, I don't really know too much about the politics and the, not really politics is not the right word, but like, you know, like the actual behind the scenes stuff. But from my understanding, when those two guys worked together, that's when they started to, um, to branch out into, 
you know, they started making trousers, started making uh, sweaters, shirts, and uh, and now full full tailoring. Um, and so it's been cool for me to see, like, you know, just like the past two years that I've been into this, seeing like this brand turn into like a full fledged haberdashery. Um, they, you know, they make some really great stuff, um, and I think one uh, part of their success is due to their, you know, their social media and their branding, like. Yeah, like yeah, their 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 main thing is still the ties. You know, they people all over, all over the world wear and stock their ties. But whenever I see like a, you know a picture of them wearing their tailoring, I feel like wow, that's that's so Drake's. That's it feels like it's always been there, even though it's like a new thing that they're doing. And uh, and so their New York store is one of like the newest things that they've done. Like they used to just be in Britain, uh, in London actually, and then um, mm-hmm. and then they've they've I think they've opened in Japan. There's one in. Uh, in Korea, South Korea, obviously. I don't think Kim Jong Il, Kim Jong Un, <laughs> uh, is wearing Drake's. But uh, so the New York one opened up earlier this year, and um, I mean they've gotten on it right away. Like they've started posting these guys. And when I was talking to them, specifically Chase, when I you know Chase was the first guy that I met. We ran into each other at Central Park. Um, I, I was told him I was very impressed with how Drake's made a made their um their. St- I guess their their footing in in New York because they hired Fred or F E Castleberry. Um, I don't really know him from this, but he apparently wrote uh, a blog called Unbashedly Prep for a few years during the beginning of the mentor blogging resurgence or whatever. And uh, he's an accomplished photographer in his own right, and his unique photography style, which contrasts really sharply with like the British one, like the main account, it really shows Drake's in New York. I've shown Spencer this all the time. It shows the New York guys like eating a pizza, hanging out on the sidewalk. You know, like it's it's very New York. Yep. Uh, and, <laughs> Only and, in New and, York. Yeah. Sorry, I just burped. Um, nice. Yeah, I just did it again. Um, but but yeah, like uh, like it's like again, it's like you know, like with their tailoring, it feels like a very natural extension of what they were doing. So it's like wow, Drake's has always been in New York, even though it's only been here for like six months. Mm-hmm. Um. And so seeing the guys that have been a part of this who have all, I think almost like three of them. So uh, there's, it's managed by Matt Woodruff. Uh, and then there's two other guys, Chase and, and Alex. And then there are other, there's other two guys like Kevin, uh, oh shoot, Will. <laughs> I didn't get to meet Will. Um, and then this, there's a, a seasonal helper named Roman. Um, but anyway, just like meeting these guys that I've seen pictures of on Drake's, you know, just regular young guys was just super cool to me mm-hmm. like the thing that i've been you know my theme in the past like six or seven blog posts ever since the bloke was like there is nothing like that in la you know it, it's coming slowly yeah. i'm trying to make it happen i'm trying to get us all to hang out but they're really i mean one of the reasons that i think new york differs from from la and this is like a kind of a different topic is that you know they have stores in New York, and they're they are run by young guys that are Spencer and, mm-hmm. and, and my age. Compared to here, where we're all more enthusiasts. Like yeah, we, we buy stuff. We don't really work in it, uh, besides me and and Spencer. But um, but yeah, these guys are kind of removed from the industry, so they don't really like yeah. We might we might follow the same people, but they don't get to meet Mark Cho. They don't get to meet Michael Drake. Well, these guys, you know, they're in the company, so they they do meet these these big players, and they're yeah. literally a part of how they. Uh, and how this company is growing and they're they're like the face of it right like drake's mm-hmm. has like thousands of followers and these wow. regular dudes who are sales associates are the are you know are, are broadcast out there 
Um, yeah. And, you know, you compare that with, like, what, Banana Republic or something, where, like, they hire models, right? You're not going to see the manager of South Coast Plaza on the main Banana Republic Instagram. And so that that's that's one aspect, you know. It's, it's kind of, like, I, I call it internal influencers, where, like, you make your own people, your own sales associates, like, famous for wearing your brand. Um, so that, that's, that's something that, that's very Shakespearean of you just to make up words thank like you. that. I know, right? Yeah. Hot dog. <laughs> One of your American hotting dogs. <laughs> American hotting dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, again, meeting these guys who are just re- literally just normal dudes that I've seen on Instagram shot in just, you know, like some of the best photography that I've seen. It was just, you know, of course it was a little bit intimidating, you know, but, and a lot of fanboying, but you know, they're, <laughs> they're regular guys. Yeah. Um, man, and of it's course, like, uh, oh, geez, it's like, okay, yeah. so I, I kind of, I'm not as, uh, I mean, I think these are all well-dressed gentlemen and I would love to meet them. I don't think yeah. I would fanboy, but God, if, if I were in your shoes, I would be bad because I never think that I would be the, like a person who gets weird around celebrities, but I definitely do. So <laughs> Well, I mean, it's not like I'm not saying like I was like, oh man, it's, it's not the it's time that Matt you Woodruff. met Owen Wilson. Well, I didn't even talk to Owen Wilson when I met him. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, but I mean, no, like, no, it's just like it's like, whoa, this is like, you know, it's like, yeah, this is the person I've seen. It's like right in yeah. front of me. How how you doing, dude? Like, you know, yeah. It's. I mean, obviously, I I think I found one more over when I met Jake Grantham, because mm-hmm. that that was that was you know Jake Grantham is really famous, but um. <laughs> I mean, it was still cool. Yeah, it was really awesome to meet the Drake's guys. And, uh, you know, they all share the same passion that we do. Mm-hmm. You know, we all, you know, they're, they, they're, they're the fans podcast. of me. I'm fans of them. Wait, what would you say? Get them, get them on the podcast. I should. Yeah, I think it'd be really cool to uh, get Matt and even Al, or just all of them. Just, you know, yeah. episode dedicated to each of them. Um, you know, they all, they all wear Drake's most of the time. I mean, I, I don't know what makes the sense. actual corporate uniform, but I know that, you know, sometimes footwear changes or sometimes they wear a different shirt or whatever um but i think it's really cool that they have like distinct styles mm-hmm. you know i think that's really cool uh you know even if they do wear mo- a majority of their own brand you know style well i mean that's that's like you know one of the things that we really hammer on a lot and we hammered right. on a yeah. lot in the last episode is developing your own unique style that well the, the lost episode because we didn't really I s- get to did it. I say lost or last because you I said lost. you said last well it was technically the last it was episode. yeah it was last one that was lost so yeah but yeah no it was I mean it's really cool like you can kind of see like the little nuances that they prefer you know I I think you know I mean Chase is really cool like when I first met him he was wearing that that belted I I'm assuming it's barbore because it looks like one but it it's super the wax does cotton. yeah yeah. It's like a wax cotton jacket, you and know. And he's got the. Are those are wallabies, right? No. So okay. So I thought they were wallabies, but uh, they they technically are, but they're made by Padmore and Barnes and not Clark's. Hmm. Um, I think that what happened was P- Padmore and Barnes was a manufacturer for the Clark's brand, and then when I think Clark's bought the rights to wallabies. So if you compare the two, they're kind of different, and I think I prefer the Padmore and Barnes one, which is what Chase actually wears. Uh, over the Clark's Wallaby because the Clark's Wallaby is a bit boxier. It, it's a little bit. I mean, if you can pull it off, you know, it's 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 interesting. But I think the Padmore and Bards ones are a bit easier to uh, so, to wear. So take that, Wes Anderson, and also Walter White. Yeah, take that. Um, I kind of, I really want some. I posted a picture of of, uh, of Matt wearing it in the um, in that Popeye 
which is a Japanese magazine, um, that that uh, issue. It's actually I was Sailor like, Man. Oh, well, so... okay. Uh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks. Um, but, uh, no, seeing him, I was like, wow, these are really cool, and I really like them with tailoring, because, you know, I've normally seen it done with, like, jeans or kind of more avant-garde stuff from, like, MFA. So, you know seeing uh seeing someone wear it with tailoring and like a sport coat was was yeah. pretty cool I don't, I don't know if i'm gonna buy them i mean they're like 120 bucks which isn't yeah. too bad um, oh that's f- fun sidebar i taught what? my i taught uh a couple of my coworkers the term uh chuck a boot um how do they how do you not know i mean we have not... we like literally just got one at, oh, like you we never got had one, one in we didn't have them before, and I, but they were talking about how it's like, oh, we never, like, we never, you know, I don't, they, everyone was talking about how they never once sold a boot, and I was like, I almost sold one of our Chucka boots. Um, and they were like, and what the were, fuck is that? They were like, Chucka boot? And I'm like, Chucka boot? Uh, I explained what a Chucka boot was. Uh-huh. Uh, and here's why I didn't sell it. I was about to. And then I psyched uh-huh. myself out because I was like, ooh, actually, this isn't very good. And the way I'm describing you could wear it wouldn't look good because I'm an honest salesman and I want my customers to look good. Is, is that the uh, the motto for Mentor That's House? the new one because we fired George Zimmer. So the we store no where longer... we talk to interesting people. <laughs> the store where we talk to interesting people. <laughs> Speaking of. Yeah, we are at twenty eight minutes, and we've wow. answered like one and a half questions. Well, yeah, we did. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is That's this okay. might be a bonus episode, a bonus long one. I don't know. Yeah. Um, just, so, so should we get into yeah, the armory we, then? It's it's making up for our break. Yeah, um, yeah, we're giving. Yeah, talk about content. the armory. Yeah, let's talk about, okay, so unless you have okay, anything so, else to add about uh, no, I think drops. I think that's it. Unless unless someone had asked a question about uh about Drake's, I don't think I don't so. Know. The two oh god, I haven't been keeping track. Go ahead um, and scroll through it. Hey, really quick. What do you think of the Halo 3 line with the metal linkage? Yeah, Halo what do you think, is... dude? <laughs> I, um, I love Halo 3. So, uh, let's see. Who, can you track who's who's watching? Um, is R- Rock Charlie, is he still on? I don't I don't know. We can answer it. Okay, well, got one. This, is a quick, this is a quick sidebar, kind of like to break up the thing before we talk, before we get into armory talk. Uh, this is the first question I wrote down and also one of the only two yeah. <laughs> because I haven't been paying attention that much. Okay. Um, but uh, he is going to a Roaring Twenties party uh, and he's he said that he's Wait. kind of a big guy for you. Okay. For you. For you. Uh, 6'5", 350. So what, what would we suggest that he, he wears to a Roaring Twenties party? Okay. Uh, whew, that's tall order i mean if he's got anything that fits him i think you know that's that's a good place to start like i wouldn't every time someone asks hey what should i wear to a party i'm always like what do you have like i don't want you to buy something for a party that you're probably never gonna wear First ever of all, again let's just plug our uh, the many articles on your blog yeah there's okay there's there's a lot even though you might argue that we do a 30s and 40s thing and not very uh, not really a 20s thing um i, I say that because someone i mean i'm into did. the late 20s look well, yeah, but we don't technically do that. That's right. That's 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 what I mean. Like someone actually asked a similar question on style form. I mean, I was I was away on my trip, so I only saw the like the email a lot later. Um, but what's his name? Uh, Acute style said, "Hey, I know, and this is like ten decades off of your preferred years, but can you help this guy out?" 
uh, but it was already t- uh, too too much past. So too late. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't want to like go back in the conversation and be like, hey, you know that thing for like five pages ago? Well, here's my advice. Yeah. Um. um but I mean, anyway, we could just get into like. So just wear a cream trousers, navy jacket. Uh, I mean, if you have like, like, khakis, I think that'll work. I yeah. mean, that's. I, again, I don't want you to buy anything that you're not going to wear again. Um, if you have a navy blazer and you have a pair of, like, cream, gray, or, you know, white pants, mm-hmm. khaki, and whatever, that, that'll work. And if you expect to wear them again, you should you could go out and buy cream pants because, as we've talked yeah. about before, they go with everything. Uh, but you said he was kind of a big guy, right? For you. For you. <laughs> We're going to uh, keep doing that. Yeah, it's always going to happen. Uh, but, uh, no, like... It's going to be pretty hard. I don't really know any brands that will help you out. I mean, I know Men's Warehouse probably has a lot of bigger sizes than, like, what you'd find you know. at Banana Republic. So, I mean, okay, so if you do, if you, like, I, like Ethan and I, I think, both agree. Yeah. If you're not going to wear this again, don't buy anything. If you expect that you would find some use for it, you mm-hmm. could go out and get a three-piece and wear it, like, you know, uh, uh, just wear it with, like, a... a fuller tie or even like a paisley yeah, okay. tie something like that yeah you know what so i'm not saying i'm getting frustrated with all the questions that like that are related to this thing because you know we get to ask this a lot um but no one's gonna really know what a 20s thing is anyway exactly. yeah. so as long as you look good i think that's what matters so like make sure the suit fits wear a blue striped shirt wear like a pat like a striped tie you'll you'll be done people did mm-hmm. it in the 20s you're people good. did it to the 60s you're you're good you know uh, and then you could add like a boater if you wanted to, or like a flat cap or a fedora, you know, that, that's, that's really how you do it. Because again, these people who go to these parties and make these fun events, like they're not looking for authenticity. They're just looking yeah, for a good looking, time. Yeah, so they're looking for a right. They'll and, never remember with the friends. Yeah. Never and, uh, and if you're, and if you're doing like, you know, a, um, if it's going to be like like a like a prom or something like I wouldn't recommend you wear like your best suit either. Like you're going to probably hang out, probably take off your jacket or something like, you know, at the end of the day just look good and be prepared to have fun. You know, don't don't think too much into the fashion, you know. Yeah. Okay. It's, let's it's, uh, yeah. let's 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 jump back into the armory um or go yeah, out to that. So that after way we that little t- trip. Yeah, so the armory I mean, okay, so I'm not going to say I was disappointed. Uh, because I mean, <laughs> but I was disappointed. But I was disappointed. No, no, it's 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 different because you know the armory. I mean, there's like there's like three of them so far. Mm-hmm. There's, there's two there's in Hong three Kong. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about three people in the store, but yeah, I I wasn't no, making no. a joke. I was being serious. No, no, no. There's three. There's two in Hong Kong and one in New York. Huh. And so you know, I think again, it's kind of like Drake's. You know, you you start to see the guys that you've seen on instagram um and i think uh i don't i don't know if anyone's watching this but i feel like the heyday of the armory has passed a little bit like now that they're now they've started kind of a trend of these niche you know super high-end menswear boutiques you know before well you just made you just made some powerful enemies my friend (laughs) no you know i'm saying like like when i was like okay to me, they, they've always been, like, the, the kings, but to the people who are in the industry, you know, they were big in, like, 2008, 2009, 2010, or that's mm. when they started, you know, the height of Tumblr, where you get, like, those really, de- you know, those, I'm sorry, not detailed, but, like, intimate shots yeah. of, um, 
of you know Jake Grantham, Ethan Newton, Mark Cho, Alan C, you know, hanging out in their store. And then now you know they've come become this big powerhouse. And you know, I'm saying that like you know that the old the old armory is not there anymore. They've become this big brand that's you know always trying to move forward. You know, like like Drake's is you know expanding into ready to wear uh, shirts, suits, and etc. While the armory, I mean, they're they they've done a lot where they've um they focused on like uh, what do you call it? Oh shit! Someone's calling me. I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna decline this real quick. Bad. Come back. Yeah, I know, right? I know that was that was a bad move. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so the armory uh they they started doing their own house label shoes. Uh, they've done um, it was I guess it's kind of like a a stepping stone, right? They're, they're always trying to do new things. Um. Compared to like compared to like Drake's, um, yeah. I forgot what was I saying. So I'm not, I'm not trying to say that the Armory is not as past their heyday. It's more of like, to me, like they're now evolving. that I've, they're, they're they're evolving, and especially to me, where like now I've kind of gotten into the world where you know I'm seeing I, I'm working at Scott Chang. I've been to Drake's where I'm kind of you know I'm fleshing out my menswear uh, experience. You know, mm-hmm. like. Now the armory to me isn't the top dog, in that sense. It's more of like okay, the armory's here, Drake's is here, Bean Taylor's here. Yeah. It's it's one of the the many that I it's can see. One of, all, it's one it's one of the dogs in the dog park that is men's fashion. Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean personally for me, I feel like I've been looking at the armory for a long time. Where now I'm trying to find something new, which is why I moved on to like Bryceland's, which is what uh, Ethan Newton, one of the uh, one of the founders of the Armory has done now, and so I so I'll take it back. I'm not saying that the Armory has lost its charm. I think it's lost its charm to me, in that it's not the only thing I look at anymore. Yeah, that makes that makes I think that makes sense, right? Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, but I mean, either way, like going to the place. I mean, it was still unreal. Like I was very nervous walking in. Um, I'm sure if like if like uh, I went to the Hong Kong one where like the founders were, I'd be even more you'd, nervous. You'd just but yourself, I would just. I would just have to clean up. <laughs> you would flood your basement. <laughs> I was trying to think of a euphemism, but I think that's the best one. Yep. That could have been that could have been used. Um, uh-huh. You guys will hear it so, when the podcast is released. Yeah, you'll you'll hear it. Uh, but no, like it was still it was like you know, yeah, sure. Mark Cho isn't there, but this is still the place that stocks you know ring jacket. That you know this is where the permanent style. Uh, book launch was was held at you know there's still so many you know cool things have happened in this store and all the people have walked through all the products that it was still a very big deal to me and um, you know I'm sure that the guys who work there know who I am I mean I've written about the armory for the past two years and referenced them a lot in my writing that maybe they're a little uncomfortable by it (laughs) Uh, I mean I've heard that one guy uh, someone time on MFA I was writing in defense of something and then someone said don't listen to ethan he just circle jerks the armory all the time and i'm like <laughs> well you're not you're not wrong yeah, you got me <laughs> yeah so i mean yeah so maybe to these guys you know it's like what you said earlier like maybe i did treat them as celebrities and so it's a little uncomfortable for them so i i don't uh i will not hold that against them yeah. but thankfully um i mean they were really nice when i went in you know i'm not expecting like to be drakes where they're like what's up bro like you know we just start hanging and talking you know obviously the armory is a very different ball game than drakes even mm-hmm. though i think that they're both out of my price range um, yeah well so what is the price range of the armory compared to drakes is it around the same well or is drake's so arm- like i mean that's kind of a weird question because <laughs> because i mean 
the Drakes and the Armory kind of share the same owner, so oh, and they okay. share some some products. You know, like uh, the Armory does stock some Drakes, but um, you know the the clientele is a lot different. Like Drakes is kind of like for the uh, upper middle class. I mean, it's like you know, it's like I compare Drakes to J Crew. And not in like a bad way, but kind of like you know, it's like a one-stop shop that's all under the same label, mm-hmm. that has everything you need. While the Armory is kind of like, I don't know, like Nordstrom in the sense that they have everything from everywhere. Yeah, you know that, that you would possibly need. You know, they source the best artisans, the best manufacturers. You know, so the Armory carries stuff like Ring Jacket, which is their their baseline for ready to wear. Uh, it's a Japanese brand that it does a little bit of in- Italian-inspired, uh, like the Japanese take on like Italian tailoring. I guess if you would, I'm not sure about their the house label for Ring Jacket, but at least the ones that they do with the Armory, it's very soft. You know, extended shoulders. That's very you know very Italian. Um, so you know that's the base of the ready to wear, and I think suits cost about 1.2 to 2.4. Hmm. Um, again, it depends on the quality of the fabric. You know the amount of uh not the amount of craftsmanship but you know yeah it's, it's the quality of the fabric and like you know because they, they also source from different mills to make you know specific stuff you know like i think i wore the black sheep which someone just mentioned on the uh, live stream oh i should uh, be looking at that huh yeah so it was like a, it's black sheep's wool which is like undyed so it's, it's it's like it's very natural it's a rich you know natural fabric and it was it was amazing uh and I think that jacket was like I think like two two thousand um, dollars. Yeah. And you know I think what the armor tries to do with ready to wear is it tries to blend like the line between like the the feeling you get from like an Italian bespoke garment and the uh, and like you know ready to wear because some you know it's hard to find some stuff that you would want from these Italian manufacturers and get them in ready to wear you know unless I think like Orazio Luciano which is another ready to wear option. Um, from the armory, unless you do it like that way, but not a lot of people can afford Orazio, which I think is like two to three, I think, something like that. Uh, so they, to answer Spencer's original question, I think it arranges from like above one point four. So like after Drake's, it's like okay, I'm gonna go to the armory. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, ring jacket is great. I mean, uh, the armory, everything the armory does, even if it's made by somebody else, it's always made to the armory standards, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. So all of the ring jacket stuff there is different than what you'd find at the ring jacket New York store. So the armory's model, again, has the extended shoulders. It's soft, unpadded with like a, an oversized sleeve head. So it has a kind of like, I guess it looks like rope shoulders, I guess, but not like the, it looks like the effect of a rope shoulder, but with a natural soft shoulder. If that makes sense. Yeah. You yeah. know, this might be this might be a topic we could talk about on a future episode that gets more into menswear. Cause I yeah, yeah, like yeah. We, I well, feel like, just, yeah, we can just talk about No, no, no. Look, this, this next thing I'm going to bring out is, like, here, kind of talking about it, it seems like, and this isn't a bad thing, but it seems like the menswear world is kind of like a snake eating its own tail, where, like, everyone like everyone is making stuff for, like, or every brand is making stuff for other brands and stuff like that. Because it's like you were talking about Drake's and the Armory have, you, you said that they have, like, the same owners, right? Yeah, 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 they do. And then, you know, Ascot Chang, uh, where, where you work, by the way, you work there. Yeah, I do work there. <laughs> they, they they make stuff for the Armory, and uh, correct? That is true, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's um, yeah, we, we can talk about it for the future time, but, but uh, I guess the point was that, you know, I was able to put on these garments that I have literally only 
scene dreamed of in pictures you know and we've met like what hector uh, a couple of guys who've gone to new york and you know and have bought from the armory or whatever and so it's like to them it's like oh it's no big deal but like to me i think the whole theme of this is like i'm so far removed from this world of contemporary classic menswear that it's all it's it's always going to be like a really big deal to me that like I, it's unreal that I'm at the armory. You know, even again, even though that I have expanded my tastes, I've known that the armory is not the only menswear store out there. You know, that that has a aesthetic I'm looking for. It's still super cool that I was able to go in there and meet mm-hmm. these guys, and and try on the clothes. Yeah. And so that was. I mean, I don't. I don't know what else how it compared to for you, Spencer. I don't know if there's a similar uh, experience for you, uh, but at least to me. You know, it was it was it was, it was cool, and um, I'm sure with more time, I'll probably get used to it and get over it. But I <laughs> hope that. Uh, but I mean, th- something yeah. that someone's told me is that they they're always impressed with the excitement that that I bring to menswear, like in the blog. And mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. Because I think we, I mean, Spencer and I have talked about this in the last episode, where guys are trained to not be excited about fashion. Yeah. And so you know, you can't be like, whoa. Look at this dope ass fucking suit, man. You have to be like, oh yes, look at this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, people don't really, people twist. don't really it's get a, excited you know. about it and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They they make excuses like, oh, I appreciate classic clothing. I don't, I don't, I don't care. But I'm like, no, man. To me, it's like this is fucking dope. This is yeah, super cool. It's, like, it's like, it's my hobby. Let's be it's excited. what I'm into. Yeah, exactly. It's, the, it's like I don't get excited about much anymore. <laughs> so right. We <laughs> <laughs> gotta, you gotta be happy. You, know, you gotta still maintain it's your excitement things, for you something. Know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, I as a guy who has mainly worn secondhand clothing, thrifted clothing, you know, putting on something that 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 can emulate the vintage look that I like, that's completely new, is 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 unimaginable. Well, I, I can imagine it now, but you know, it's it's super cool. Like, whoa, this is this is what I would wear if I could afford it and buy something that's that's new. You know, it's yeah, because I think like well, I don't know if I've said this, but like I mean, I don't think I'll be. I don't consider myself a, a true vintage person because I don't really go for straight vintage all the time. Uh, I, I think that if I could, I would buy new, you know, if I could afford it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and design it the way I want. So, yeah, the Armory is, they really, they I mean, they're killing it now. Yeah. I mean, quick, quick shout out to uh, Armory NYC Instagram post from March 23rd, uh, where one of the guys <laughs> is wearing the, the dopest look. And this is, okay. what is it? What is it? So this is this is the fun part about doing an audio um, uh, audio podcast. A, a podcast that talks about something that you normally see with your eyes that you only see with your eyes. Yeah. So he is wearing a tweed hair like uh, bur- like a is it Rick? I don't know. It's a it's a white dude with brown wavy hair. I think it's Rick Carroll. Okay, the, Rick- is it? It's the Ivy guy, right? Yeah, probably. So he's yeah, wearing yeah, okay. a, a herringbone patch pocket jacket. With like corduroy pants and a plaid shirt, and he's doing the he's doing the pocket the pocket fist thing, yeah. And it looks great. <laughs> Good look. Yeah. That, that. Hence, why do you think? I, yeah. See, like there are some times when I'm like, you know, oh yeah, the armory is cool. You know, it's just another thing on my feed. But then I see some great stuff like that. Which, that was Rick, by the way. Another post he, names him. His name is Rick. His name is Rick. Yeah. Um. But like, yeah. So again, like, I don't. I, I gotta take it back. Like I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say like I, I don't dislike the. I, I never said that. I never said that. I never said that. Right. People are no. misconstruing you. Yeah, there. No, no. I, I'm just saying like you know, every once in a while, 
you know, I'll see something great from the armory and it'll remind me of like, wow, this, this is the reason why that they were the big, the big dogs and why they continue to influence, you yeah. know, a majority of the mentor market. Like, I don't know if Spencer has read this or seen this, but like there is a, an article, I think from like Business Insider, where like it talks about the rise of these specialized niche menswear boutiques and it's all because of the armory. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that, you know, the, something like the bloke would not have even been able to survive if the armory didn't exist before it. Yeah. So this is another thing we'll probably talk about in the future, but what kind of dog, like if you had to assign a dog to each different menswear brand? I don't what? know enough dog breeds to... Uh... <laughs> Google it. We'll, we'll talk okay, about so, this in the future. Right, I, but you know, the, the dog, uh, I mean, not the dog, but the, the, what do you call it? Fuck. It's like a, uh, the mascot for the armory is a lion, so oh, is that... Cute. So, lion dog. A lion. A real dog. A um, mastiff hound? Sure. The what, what the hound of the yeah. Baskervilles. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to another question. Is there anything yeah. else you want to throw in about New York? Or have we, have we uh, well, I just want to say, like, oh, well, someone did ask me, like, if you could, you know, describe. Oh, wait, you know what? Between... Hey, shut up. What? Christopher. Oh, my handwriting. Pizarro? Yeah, Christopher Pizarro. He asked. Sorry, I think he's watching. So if he, if I mispronounce his last name, then um, that's my bad. I'm I'm paraphrasing here, but he asked essentially, uh, mm-hmm. "What is something that you wish you brought, and why don't you kind of go into like you know the stuff you brought, like how your your reasoning behind everything, your the psychology, the Freudian psychology behind why you picked your outfits." Okay, so uh, I mean, I wish I could have brought all the coolest shit that I own. You know, belt backs you know, crazy weaves and stuff like that. Some of the more bolder ties, but, um, I did not bring any of that. I, I brought my brown sack suit. I brought my blue sack suit. Then I brought a gray herringbone tweed odd jacket and gray flannels. That way it would really, I mean, if you could think about it, like that's like the Ethan capsule collection, you know, like keep talking. I'm going to go offline for a minute. Okay. You just, you know, you just keep swapping between, you know, between those things and mix and match them. Uh, but one of the reasons I didn't bring a lot of stuff is because, A, I could not pay for checked luggage. Uh, so, like, I'm not going to pay the extra, like, 60 bucks to bring a giant suitcase of things that I don't really need. Um, so that that's one thing. Like, um, another thing is... I knew I wasn't going to be able to take a lot of my own self-portraits because I'll be at work. I'll, you know, I normally use my tripod, and while I did bring it, I knew I was going to be re- really busy. So I was like, well, I don't really need to dress up, you know, and make crazy outfits because number one, I can't take a picture of myself out in Central Park, right? Or take a picture of myself in front of the armory. Like I'll probably have to have someone take a picture of me, and it's probably going to be my cell phone, so it doesn't really matter what I'm wearing. Um, so yeah, I didn't really bring anything that interesting. Uh, I did bring some stuff, you know. I did some typical Ethan combos, you know, spear point collars, um, pinned, pinned, you know, my my collar bar, and a couple of like reptiles and, and like some foolers, which you know, it's it's stereotypically Ethan, but uh, it's you know, it wasn't something super crazy. And I think I was able to still dress like me, while, you know, having. While having like you know not a huge wardrobe, and so, I mean th- there are a couple of stuff you see, and I, I kind of go into it in the blog post. So I'm already you know I already talk about how like oh yeah I like this outfit or this outfit wasn't that interesting, but I did it anyway. Uh, but the last outfit, the one I wore on my free day, I I was wearing a brown jacket, gray pants. I did like a check spear point collar 
uh, with a uh, with a rep tie. You know, a lot of the you know fashion choices in that in that particular outfit. You know, like the you know the mix and matching of patterns, gray and brown worn together. I mean, that I was really proud of that last outfit. It's so. a pretty good. It's a good look. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, and I, I also like the uh, the one I wore to the party where it was like so. I actually didn't wear it like the full suit like all together through the um like any of the days I just mix and match. But because we had like a, an Ascot Chang event, I did wear a full suit. Um, I did my Ivy Sack suit, and in, uh, instead of like doing something like kind of classy, I I still decided to dress like me. So I did like a uh, a blue striped spear point with kind of an abstract. Sir, a brown circle tie and it kind of works out because we were doing a whiskey tasting so i was wearing a brown tie yep. so whiskey or whatever um and it was still like it was it was interesting enough for it to look like me without being overtly vintage mm-hmm. um and you know it's not exactly ivy but it's still it was still a fun look it's a little and ivy. uh yeah yeah a little bit you know it's like ivy except for the tie so uh-huh. but yeah basically uh i um I just, I just kind of wore very basic Ethan outfits that you know are easily interchangeable. Like if I decided not to wear those particular pants one day, I could have easily swapped it with a different pair of pants. And that's um, that's how you should pack when you're traveling. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, like I wasn't gonna overpack just for the sake of like showing off cool shit. Like I'm smarter than that. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you might think otherwise. Work, but. work, uh, work smarter, not harder. Pack exactly. smarter, not harder. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, any other questions before we uh, head out today? Um, y- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Peter Winslow, mm-hmm. long-time listener, first-time caller, probably, asks, uh, how how does he wear turtlenecks without looking like Stephen Jobs? Well, so Steve Jobs wears a turtleneck he with glasses. Turtleneck. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's dead. dead. Yeah. Sadly, sadly all dead now. Steve, yeah, Steve Jobs is dead. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, he wears it with what? Like jeans, sneakers. Yeah, he wore it with and, uh, uh, jeans. So the way you do it is you don't wear jeans, sneakers, and circle glasses and have don't like a shaved head. Don't tell me that you're – okay, maybe not the shaved head thing, but don't tell me you're not going to do a turtleneck with like jeans and sneakers like next week because I feel like – I mean, okay, I could do it, but like, okay, so like – it's it's kind of like an iconic thing, right? Like you yeah. can't escape that 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 mental image, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I can tell you for like you know firsthand that wearing a turtleneck with a suit is something that Steve Jobs did not do. So no. you know, uh, you know, if you wear it by itself, okay, here, yeah, there you go. There's something there. If you wear it by itself, that's kind of weird to me. Like it covers a lot of your body and like well, literally your whole toaster, right? Like your neck, your arms and chest or whatever but <laughs> name of the, but like head shoulders but like yeah but you know usually a turtleneck is usually pretty form-fitting it's usually made of like a merino wool or something like that so it's it's kind of odd to see it like worn by itself like i feel like you need like a leather jacket or a sport coat or you know or something like that to kind of cover it up and to give some structure that you lose when you're wearing like a sweater like i like guess like wearing like a t-shirt you know or a long sleeve t-shirt you know yep Except I Under, think underneath a fit larger even, t-shirt, even more snug. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, okay. <laughs> but like, yeah. So don't, don't, don't wear it by itself. You always add on to it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the main way of, 
of uh, you know escaping the Steve Jobs thing. Because you know, yeah. to me, wearing a, a turtleneck. I mean, yeah, there's Steve Jobs, but I think of John Williams too. So, and uh, I I love I love Johnny. Here's so. another tip: wear wear uh, wear a dicky. Yeah, you could wear a dicky. Like uh, Zach Galifianakis in that sh- uh, dinner mm-hmm. for schmucks. <laughs> do you remember that God, movie? I do remember that movie. That was. I think I thought it was good when I first saw it. But so I, did I, I. Re- I think I thought it was hilarious. I think I, I think we got to revisit that. Yeah, and, because uh, I mean I do have good. like my my Zach Galifianakis like rose yeah. tinted glasses on because he's one of my favorite comedians. But um, Zach's agent is not the best, and sometimes I think he picks bad movies. I'm sorry, Zach, if you're listening. Uh, Live at the Purple I'm Onion sorry. is still one of the best specials of all time. I love Between Two Ferns, so. Yeah. Shout out to my boy, Scotty Ox. So. Yeah, uh, Scott Oxerman. Hey, guess what I what picture I found recently? What, what picture Scott did you Ackerman find? Scott Ackerman on the Yo, Paper Moon. Boo-boo. Yeah, on the Paper Moon. Paper Moon. The Paper Moon Vintage Paper Moon. He went there. Wait, like, wait. Like, literally, one, like, it has like, the I'll Paper be, uh, Moon Vintage logo but, in it. In, oh, Holy shit! Yeah, is, right. Do we do we have an in there? Can we meet? Can we meet Scott Ackerman? Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna. I don't okay. think I'm gonna find okay. it by searching. Any cool. other any other questions here? Someone yeah. mentioned Brio Beijing. Um, that's a really cool store. I I should probably visit that if I ever go to Beijing. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like an armory esque kind of a thing. Uh, started by George Wang. Haha. <laughs> uh, okay. If he's listening, I don't think he's gonna appreciate this. No. Doesn't um, make ding dong jokes about his his last name. Yeah. Um. Someone asked, "What's your favorite food?" Oh, I love burgers. So, nice. I hope that answers the question. Uh, okay. Um. Well, I only have a minute and forty one seconds left, so I think that. Uh. Well, I think it's time hey, to uh yeah. to uh, close off. I say now. I do. I think we, we hit everything. Yeah. So let's um our our ending. We. Oh yeah, our ending. Wait, let's let's let me just let me have some closing things about New York. Okay. Before. Say some. God. Whatever. Hey. Okay. Whatever. All right. Okay. Say some closing things about New York, and I'm gonna come up with fun things okay. that we can say. Well, to end okay. Okay. I just wanna say that you know going to New York was a really uh, great experience. I literally haven't been to New York since like five years ago when i was in high school and as you can see from my instagram post it's i was definitely not into menswear um so it was you know it's it's kind of like going to a place that you built up in your head and kind of you know obviously it's not going to hit every expectation but i think it's even better because i was able to have kind of a realistic view at it like I was able to hang out with the Drake's guys and see what they're like. I was able to go to the armory and finally visit the, the, the store that's really transformed menswear in the past, like, five or six years. And uh, hopefully it's not the last time I go. It's definitely not going to be because I'm pretty sure I'm going to go again well, next after, year. Well, after like what's going to happen to New York, New York when I'm done with it. <laughs> hey, FBI, yeah. that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, now you're on some sort of list. I've already I've been on a list. <laughs> yeah. yeah, checking it twice. Uh-huh. You better watch out. <laughs> you're gonna see who is not nazi or nice yeah so while you were having fun in new york um so you were talking about how you got to meet these people that like you know transformed your life um i i measured my wife (laughs) i measured a guy that smelled a lot like onion rings and then um because i had to get in close to measure him i smelled like onion rings for the rest of the day so he changed your life (laughs) he changed my life for that day because I kept, was like that, I smell like onion rings. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so 
All right. Well, well, yeah. It's been I a mean, long uh, episode, but that's because we missed a month. So. Yeah. Uh, who? Who? Th- what? Your friends said that they like to fall asleep to our podcast. John. John <laughs> so did John, that. This one's for you. <laughs> yep. This one. You can put this on, and you can fall right asleep. Yep. Uh, big boy. Uh huh. Um. So yeah, thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, if you give us a review on uh, please. on iTunes, please do so. It helps other people find out about this podcast. And next you know, time they're gonna we'll love remember, us we'll... talking for an hour about a personal experience that Ethan had. <laughs> and also next time we will remember to like read the reviews, but we're we're running. Yeah, we're or I don't want to prolong this anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But we'll, so, yeah, we'll like well, read reviews can... or like any emails, questions that you guys send us. Yeah. Yeah, definitely uh, send us an email to uh, style and direction to spell all those words um, out. Styleanddirection at gmail.com. It's also at styleanddirection on Instagram. Um, you can follow me at Ethan M. Wong. I'm Spencer DSO. That's my Instagram. Right. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you in hopefully two weeks again. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it won't be another month. Okay. Because uh, some people have actually said that they really enjoy this. So. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, here's my here's my pitch for our closing this episode. Okay, go for it. Eat, pray, love. Love it. All right. Okay. Eat, pray, love, everybody. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.